Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Hello! <laughs> Wait, who was that? <laughs> was that Mrs. Doubtfire? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, okay, focus. Anyway, and we are uh, coming at you with a holiday edition of Bright Side of the Suns for the Fans by the Fans podcast. Merry Christmas, a, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, yada, yada, yada. I feel like I had a little, like, like Texas twang in there for a second, but at any rate, yes, and happy holidays to everybody, uh, which is the more succinct way of saying that, Paul, but thank you. Um, Whoever said I was succinct? Nobody ever, and that's what we love about you. Uh, at any rate, as always, Justin here. At so says Jay on Twitter, and Paul is uh, at Dervish of World. I, I apologize; I had trouble getting that out because Paul was staring at me really awkwardly, like usual. I didn't know where you were you going were when you said so Justin here, I'm staring like, at me awkwardly. I so, got really confused when you're like, and Justin here. Uh, I, I try to confuse people. <laughs> I confuse myself sometimes. So anyway. It's been a couple weeks. The holidays mess things up, but I think after the new year, we'll start getting back onto more of a regular schedule so that everyone can hear the lovely things that we have to say on a weekly basis. But since the last time we were with you, we've had two wins. Dragon Bender's gotten minutes, and Jared Dudley still has zero dunks, which doesn't make me feel very good. But yes. you know what? It is what it is. Um and I was 50% right on my prediction. I said that the Suns would beat the Spurs in San Antonio, and unfortunately, they did for only half the game. I didn't expect there to be a huge, gigantic meltdown in the second half, but you know what had happened. It is what it is. I need to stop saying that. But it brings me to a very interesting question. I was thinking about this as I was watching that game and thinking, hey, the Suns are up. Yes, we have a shot. And then... Like four minutes into the second half, being like, "Oh, here we go." Is that Brandon Knight's fault? Yeah. Well, isn't what what isn't Brandon Knight's fault? Global warming. Mm, are you sure about that? No. Exactly. Exactly. So, but brings me to an interesting thought that I had, and that is, Paul, top three villains in Phoenix Suns history. Who are they? Um, for you, for me, you put me on the spot a little bit, and. I, I have to be honest. I became, Please be honest. I don't well, want you to lie to me. No, I have to be honest in that I became a like truly became a Suns fan with like the Nash years. So I know don't know that much about really prior to that, but I do know I Sam Cassell's pretty high up in there. Um Robert Ori is a big one for me. And I'm probably going to have to go with uh, Kobe as number one for me. Hmm. Oh, so was that in descending order? Cassell, Ori, Kobe? Yeah. I will say that for me, one through 3,000, David Stern. 
That <laughs> bastard. <laughs> David Stern, I will, till I go to my grave, think that David Stern cost us an NBA championship back in 2005, six. What year was that? The whole bench clearing incident, if you that will. Was, that, that was... I, clearing is obviously was, a vast overstatement because two guys took two steps off of the bench. No, it was definitely before that. Well, because... No, it would have been the... Okay, we don't need to debate what year it was. No, it was the 6-7 season. There you go. See? It was because I was living... I'm not going to tell anybody where <laughs> I was living, but I remember where I was living at the time, and based on the house I was living in, yes, it would have been 06, 07. Right. I just remember it was 04, 05 was first Nash year. It was. No Mar- no Mari the next year. And, and they no started what? There. Like They started like 32 and 6 or something, something stupid, stupid in that first year that Nash was there, and everyone was like, whoa, 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 no, what is happening here? And then we, we only thought, play six guys. We thought Mike D'Antoni <laughs> could coach, and then, you know. And then we found out he actually can coach. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens with the, the Rockets this year. But, you know, the, the the David Stern, for me, is, oh, I think he's just not only the biggest villain of the Suns, he's I feel like to humanity, just humanity. He has done nothing good for mankind as a whole. And the whole Mar- Amare taking, like, one step off the bench and David Stern going, well, it's the lay of the land, it's the letter of the law, I have to enforce it. Well, you know what? I thought it was what Jalen Rose was he on that team? No, it wasn't Jalen Rose. Who was it? Maybe it was Jalen Rose. There was a no. Yeah. It was, it was Jalen Rose was on not that team, but he I think was at that time a commentator or doing something for ESPN. It was and just after out. he was on the team. Yeah, so like he was. And during a segment on ESPN, he brought the point that during an earlier altercation in the game, which could under the letter of the law, David Stern, be considered an altercation, David, Tim, Tim Duncan had taken one step off the bench, yet David Stern was like, well, that's not an altercation. Well, you say you can't interpret it, you're just interpreting right now. So, right. anyway, I, I'm now, getting, now I'm getting all fired up and angry. I hate <laughs> I like so angry much. Justin. Especially when he gets Stern. off on David Stern. Adam Silver's I, the best thing ever compared to David oh, Stern. Oh, Adam Silver is the best commissioner in professional sports. At least American professional sports. Is there a better one in foreign professional sports? I, no, I just I can't speak okay. to I'm foreign just, professional I was sports. I thought maybe you were thinking about something. I can't else. speak to them, so I don't know. Whoa! Your TV just turned blue. It's back now. We're good. Right. But, yeah, we're watching the Arizona-California game, just in case. Anybody, anybody knows or cares or wonders. Yeah. So, okay. Casey scream. So that, that, that's, that's my, that's my that's tangent. Rant. That's my diatribe on David Stern. That's I, just part one that more, that more to come. I, you know, I, I would love to actually meet the guy and talk to him because I would love to ask him questions about that whole thought process that went down when he went through all of that. I'm going to suspend them for a game because you know, he hates the Suns. He absolutely hates the Suns, and you know, he loves the Spurs. There's no doubt in my mind that I I don't know maybe maybe uh, you know Popovich has some dirt on him who knows I don't know if he but, loves oh, the I think Spurs because I mean some of the worst ratings of NBA Finals were those Spurs Finals and particularly that one like the Spurs you're Detroit. right and the NBA is struggling big time now because of that no, no, not saying they're struggling uh, but you know they they were kind of. St- Struggling at that point, seeing as they went into a lockout claiming they were poor. Well, you're going to claim that, of course. People claim all sorts of stuff when things are happening, bro. Come on. All right. Let's move on. Let's move past that. 
Justin does not like David Stern. <laughs> Everybody It'll come back around. It'll come back guess, around. Guess who else doesn't like David Stern? Everybody <laughs> in Suns Nation. And Mark Cuban. No, oh, yeah, Mark Cuban hates David Mark Stern. Cuban, by the way, I love, love that guy. Love, 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 love. I, you don't I, need to comment on it. I'm just Cuban. saying I love Mark Cuban. Anyway, moving on. Past two weeks since we were last here, what else has happened? Suns won two games. <laughs> they beat – who did they beat? Philadelphia, and then they beat Toronto. Toronto last night, which was is a really fun game to watch. A really fun game to watch. I'm sure people out there are going to be everyone. Everyone out there who's like, oh, Justin thinks there's something wrong with Devin Booker. Look at last night. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at the first half of last night. Look at the first half of last look night. Last night was quarter. last night was the first game where I've seen Devin Booker this year actually improve himself throughout the game, Shoot as opposed to yes, and most of that. Came from the free throw line, I think. Actually, I think, but a lot then, of it came but then, from but then he got to the point where he kind of got that confidence back. I swear, if anybody out there listening has that game recorded, go back and watch the first three quarters, and Where's then watch, one for nine, and then watch watch that fourth quarter. And I swear, you'll see that there is a different look in Devin Booker's game at that point. And frankly, maybe he just needs to drive the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think. He Devin Booker came into the league. Everybody's saying he's a shooter. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of a scorer, and he just needs to. He has to figure out what's the best way to get the ball in the hole. And right now, it's actually penetrating. It seems to be like like a better way for him to score at this point certainly, rather than taking those outside shots till till he starts feeling more comfortable. It certainly with him. worked for him last night. I I don't know. He did have some bunnies there that didn't go in a couple mm-hmm. in, the, like in that first half, but. I don't know. I don't want to rehash the Booker thing anymore. We've I think we all know where I stand on it. I'm starting to lean more towards Justin's way, but... <laughs> Hold on. What time is it? I need to write this down. Paul just agreed with me on something. I've agreed with you on some things. Nothing of consequence. Okay. I just need to let that soak in just for a moment. All right. So, okay. They won that game last night. Well, I just doing I just the want same to bring thing. Up doing one the thing. same thing. Oh, okay. Go on, please. By all means, hop in. We've said this before. We'll say it again. We can't have good things. That's just like what it comes back to. Just wait, man. <laughs> just wait. One of these days, I'm going to get a good things going to happen. I think. Me. I think. I, I think. At Bryce, from a sports perspective, I think at Bryce at night, I said 2020 NBA championship. Write that okay. down, folks. Write that down. Put, if there's if there's a line out there, take it. Not uh, you know, not like the Spurs thing. Don't do that. Like I hope you didn't do that because that was bad advice. Although I have a friend who actually took the first half money line, and that actually worked out pretty well. But anyway, uh, I digress. So, what else has happened recently in Suns related news? Oh. We were talking earlier before we started broadcasting tonight. Or broadcasting? Is this really broadcasting? We're on air. Tonight, on air. Um, Isaiah Thomas scored yeah. 29 tonight in no. the fourth quarter. Yeah, hit, hit a 50-burger. 52, I think. Yeah. And you had made a comment about, you know what? I have some thoughts on Isaiah Thomas. And I, for one, he can do whatever he wants to do. He can score 50. Okay, if he scores 50 points a game, then I'm going to be a little different. But... He can continue scoring, he's scoring, making all-star teams. And for one reason or another, and I quite frankly don't know exactly what it is, I still have no problem with him not being a Phoenix Sun. 
and I, you said you agree. I and you do have agree. thoughts, so go. I have I have no problem with him not being a Phoenix Sun. I didn't really like the signing of him to the Suns in the first place. It didn't really make a lot of sense. I well, I'm, take that back. It made some sense in that. Don't argue were, with yourself, Paul. Just they go were with it. kind of hedging a bet because of the Bledsoe contract situation that summer, and they wanted to have the two-point guard lineup, and then they got Bledsoe, and now they're, then they had the three-point guard thing, which obviously didn't work. I think it came down to, I was happy to see him go. I think just, you, when you look at that whole trade, that ha- cluster fuck that happened. Language. <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot. Go but on. But that happened, that trade deadline, that even like, Woj was like, what the hell is going on right now? It was now? all very confusing. Let me ask you this question, though. If you had it to be, okay, we've, we had, what, three point guards? Let's call it four. Throw Brand Knight in there. In that whole little carousel, if you will. No, we, there were four point guards in that carousel because Euless went to. That's what I just oh. Euless did. Yeah. Not right. Euless. I was forgetting about I was thinking. I'm talking about, like, four real NBA players. Yeah. Right? Got it. We've got... Goran Dragic. Dragic. We've got... Who's now on the trade market. Eric Bledsoe. We've got Brandon Knight. And we've got Isaiah Thomas. If you could take two of those guys and uh-huh. put them on the Phoenix Suns, which two would they be? I want Bledsoe and Dragic back. Hmm. That worked. When they were healthy, that worked. That's fair. And they the way that was going when they actually only had two guys... So when one was on the when they were both on the court, they shared the ball. Dragic played more of the two, but then Bledsoe had his time to run the offense when Brent, when Dragic was sitting, and Dragic had his time to run the offense when Bledsoe was sitting. And they both were like equivalent skill sets. The ball moved, which is something that the Suns team right now sucks at. The ball does not move for this team, which is one of my one of my caveats of why I think Devin Booker is. Struggling is the ball does not move and he's constantly put in ISO situations. But. So hold on, let's okay, let's stop talking about. I, I don't mean to cut off cut us off in the middle of a segment, if you will, or a topic. <laughs> but but let's let's stop talking about this because okay, you're saying that you think that one of the problems with Devin Booker's game right now is the Suns' offense. Yes. Well, how much of the Suns' offense? Is let me start that over. How much of the struggle of the Suns' offense is because Devin Booker is pressing too much and trying to do too much on his own? There is a component of that. I'm not saying that it's not there, but Watson went into the season saying he wanted a motion offense with a lot of passing. He's like not looking for assists, but we want a lot of passing. But literally. They're the lowest team in the league in passing, and mm-hmm. you watch these games. Like a guy passes the ball, then it's a, basically they iso it and take a low percentage contested shot. When 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 every guy does it. When Booker was actually playing well last year, who was the coach? Watson. Okay. So do you think that Watson suddenly changed the offense, or do you think that Devin Booker? I'm not saying it's all. Moved. I'm not saying it's all Devin Booker's fault. But I'm Honestly, saying I think I'm saying the ball sticks a lot with Booker because I think he's trying to do too much. It, it doesn't just stick with him; it sticks with Bledsoe. It sticks with Warren. Well, it's it sticks, always stuck with those. Well, Warren wasn't playing last Bled, year, but Bledsoe. But it's the always stuck guy. with Bledsoe too. 
He had 10 assists last night. Blitzo's, what, averaging five and a half, six assists a game this year? Yeah. Which, if we're, if, we're talking, and five. if we're talking about, you know, a true point guard, if you will, Bledsoe had not, the best, not, the, not the best, mm-hmm. but for what he is and for what this team is, I think that's what they need. They need. They also need somebody, though. They can't just have one. This sounds weird, but they can't just have one point guard. They need right. to have multiple guys distributing the ball. Right. So you I can't just say, that. well, Bledsoe, the ball sticks to him. Well, at least he's dishing it at some point. And I do. I, I agree with that. I really – and I, I just I, – I, I love Devin Booker. I do. As much as people maybe think I'm just like a Devin Booker hater, mm-hmm. I'm just throwing the facts out there. Right. And things are looking a little, little shaky for him, and I hope they get better. God, I hope they get better. But I'm a little bit concerned – Obviously, about not only his shooting percentage, but about his confidence and about what maybe that is doing to the rest of the team. I'm, I mean, I'm concerned about it too. But at the same time, I'm concerned about what is being what is being put around him. It's he's not being put in positions to succeed. The way the offense is designed is not maximizing his skill set. But, but it did last year for those games when he was succeeding. That wasn't Watson's offense. They did Whose not, offense was it? It was Hornacek's offense. But he didn't Watson was the it. head coach? Watson was an interim head so coach. You think you Watson, so you think Watson just ran yeah, you Hornacek's, can't, you can't put in Hornacek's a new offense, offense for, for the entire year then? Yeah, you can't put in a new offense midseason. Oh, okay. There's no okay. practice time midseason. Okay. Okay. You run what you – he even said so. Okay. You look angry right now. I am because you don't even take into account. You don't ever take this into account. I've never taken this into account. What have I ever, never taken into account? That Watson's offense sucks. Okay, it's not an offense. It's literally playground ball. And part of that's because also it's also an issue with McD because the players that are currently on the court you have like the starting lineup right now is Tyson Chandler who. All he can do is catch the ball and score. He like his only thought when he gets the ball in his hands is to score mm-hmm. because he can't do anything else with it. Marquise is pretty much the same thing. So Marquise is a bad draft pick. No, I'm not okay, saying Marquise on. is 18. Oh, but right is he now, 18? His, 19 maybe. But his only <laughs> skills are like catching and dunking and shooting threes. He doesn't really have. He's very very raw. Okay. And then you have. I feel like you're going somewhere with this. I'm excited. Uh, PJ or TJ, whichever one is in the starting lineup at a given point. PJ is just a spot-up shooter. He doesn't mm-hmm. really swing the ball that much. Um, TJ is an isolation player. Mm, I don't know about that. He, he's, he's not... It's like calling Sean Marion an isolation player. PJ's a, TJ's a better, better score than Sean Marion. Ooh, really? Like, from a... Sean, now that Sean Marion didn't put up more points, Sean Marion was a more opportunistic scorer. But I see a lot of similarities in those games. Okay, what are you, what are you getting at? I'm just, I'm just get, rattling through like the I'm just guys getting the at Suns the, now. The guy, everybody on the court, the ball. But you start with them. you started this with there's nobody. You this with Earl Watson's offense sucks, and I'm also saying that it's poor construction of the players on the court. Okay. They're, so so who who needs to go then? Earl Watson or Ryan McDonough? 
<laughs> so are you, are you ready to then – are you well, – are, are hold on. Let me ask you this. Are you telling me you're ready to I'm not, now just start all over again? Let's I'm not get even rid saying of the front get office. rid of both Let's... of them. I'm just I, what? I'm not. No, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying get rid of either of them. Paul, Paul, I'm just saying you're driving me insane this, right now. At this point in time, Watson's office sucks. It's whatever you put together it doesn't work. You just said the key word at this point in time. Yes. What have I been saying for the past? I don't know. What 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 month are we in? The third month of the season. <laughs> yeah. He is working with. A bunch of teenagers and a bunch of dudes who weren't on this team last year. And I know you said before, you're like, oh, well, there are nine guys on this team that were on the team last year. Yeah, well, two of them never play. Alan, Alan Williams and some other – John Jenkins? Yeah. Yeah, they were on the team last year technically. Three two, Three of them were injured. And then and then the rest, of the, the rest of the roster above and beyond that is new. And he didn't get a full season last year. So you know what? And Earl Watson, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I will say it more in the future, comes across to me as a very nurturing guy. I want to hug him. I bet he would want to hug me. And I feel like he's trying to bring these kids, and I say kids because they're kids, into whatever he wants to do slowly. And you know what? The problem with you, frankly, and I'm pointing at you with a pen. Oh, don't touch it. Oh, it's beautiful. Tell, tell Jimmy it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> the problem with you and the problem with – no offense, Suns fans, but a lot of Suns fans out there is that everyone's like, he needs to start throwing all these guys into the offense now. He starts to do this better, this better, this better. Whatever happened to developing a team, developing a system, developing a franchise – Guess who's done this? And this hurts me. This tears me apart to the core to say this. The San Antonio Spurs have done a freaking great job of it. And you know what? It pisses me off, but they have. And you know what? It's a matter of getting your system implemented. You know, I'm going to say you know what again. I'm getting all fired. That's when you know I'm all fired up is when I say you know what repeatedly. But you know what? <laughs> if we continue... As an organization, as a franchise, to go, well, this isn't working. <laughs> scrap it. It's, it's never, never it's never, it's it. never going to work. I never said scrap it, but at the same time, the, the San Antonio Spurs are a perfect example of you have a coach in Popovich who is not married to a system. He designs a system around the players he has. When Tim Duncan was in his prime. It was a low-post system built around getting it into the post. When Tim Duncan was in his prime after Greg Popovich had been a head coach for how many years? Greg Popovich and became wasn't, a head coach and wasn't, when, he, when Tim Duncan Thank you. Exactly. Rookie. So that means that Greg Popovich was a head coach for how many years when Tim Duncan was in his prime? Two, three. So Tim Duncan was in his prime in his second third year, year in the league? I don't know. He was. Pro- I think he was an all-star in his third year. You're saying a prime. Ryan McDonough. He had a very Ryan McDonough one month ago said his the prime years for an NBA players generally twenty seven to thirty two, right. somewhere in there. Well they they won a championship in what? Tim Duncan's second or third year? They also had David Robinson. Right. I don't but know where still, you're, I don't know where you're going Tim with Tim Duncan this. was I'm pretty sure the MVP of that team. I don't I still don't know where you're going with this. What I'm saying is Greg Popovich instituted a system 
those early Spurs teams were very slow. They were boring. Mm-hmm. I hated watching them. Mm-hmm. They And so did everybody else because the ratings of those finals were low. But then later years, when Tim Tim's skills started to decline and Tony Parker was getting into his prime, and they moved to they had a much more fast paced motion offense. He re he built the system so, around okay. the players he had available <laughs> to maximize their skills. Right, Watson so, is not doing so, that. So so Watson's not doing that in his first year as a head coach and with a bunch of teammates. But he was trained by Popovich. I don't I, I don't get I don't get the correlation. Here's the, here's my question though, Paul. So you're saying that Watson has already basically put in what he's going to put in with these kids who have just come into the NBA. Like you're saying this is it. You're 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 I, you're basically I, hold on stop. You're basically saying there's no more evolution. This is the no. team. This is the offense. This is all there's going to be. That's what you're saying. No, what this I'm, is insane. What I'm it's not, ex- not what we're going to hey all. folks at home listening. We're about to punch each other. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying at all is Watson put in a system that doesn't maximize any of his players' skills except for Warren and Bledsoe. Oh, do you want me to respond to that? I'm sorry. You you paused. When supposedly Booker is the future of the franchise, you would think they would actually focus on maximizing his skills. So what are they doing that's not maximizing his skills? It's it's literally. It's because they ball. just they just dribble around. But again, again, how do you know that that's exactly what? So you think Earl Watson's like okay, play call right here, Booker dribble around and shoot it. You think that's what he's calling? Or he's not? No. <laughs> I really hoped you wouldn't say no to that because that kind of just I don't made know my what, point. I don't but, know what he's calling. Yeah. But here, here's 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 my question: Why do you think after what what game what game is it in the year? I don't know, what's their record? 10 and something? 26? I'll call it 26. 28? Yeah, I think so. Actually, I think they do have 10 wins. I don't know, check my stats. 38, so we're almost halfway through. So so you're saying at this point it's clear that Earl Watson has put in the offense he's going to put in. I'm not seeing any growth in the offense. I'm not seeing – you would expect the early season, like, you know, he's a new coach. They're working out some kinks. I'm not seeing those kinks be worked out, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. And I'm saying so. So if 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 tomorrow Ryan McDonough called you and said, "Paul, should I fire fire Earl Watson today?" What would you say? No. Why not? Because he's still growing as a coach, which I've never said. What? He's not. So 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 all of the past but, ten minutes is basically for nothing. Well, but he also. It's more – it's what he's saying he wants to do and what I'm seeing on the court are two different things. So how long should the Suns give Earl Watson? Reevaluate after two years. He gets at least two years. He's on a three-year deal. I'll give him two years. Okay. So what do you need to see before the end of the year? Touch you, touch my foot, <laughs> weirdo. What do you need to see by the end of the year that will make you feel better about Earl Watson? Some – some structure. I literally see no structure when they're on offense. Maybe you just don't have a discerning eye. I probably don't, <laughs> but... Okay, let's I move on. Let's move on to one other Earl Watson-related topic that everyone's all fired up and up in arms about. Dragon Bender. 
he's finally gotten to play, right? Right. And last time, or maybe multiple times this year, I've been like, you know what? Whether he plays or not, I'm perfectly fine with him bringing, you know, Bender along. New to the country, 19 years old. Hey, he learned how to speak English from friends. He's fine. (laughs) That means he does... Like, <laughs> um, so, so I've always been saying, fine, bring him along slowly. It's not like you're going to win a championship this year. It is what it is. But everyone, I got just lambasted in the comments section. Thank you guys. I love it, by the way. Bring it. I love it. Um, about bringing him along slowly and not playing him. And Devin Booker's got problems. Everyone's like, Justin, you're crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just crazy enough to be right. I don't know. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. But I also said, Devin, Devin Booker. My my mind's all (laughs) Devin Booker stuck up. Devin Booker, Dragon Bender's minutes are going to come eventually, and they finally have started to come. Albeit at the expense of Jared Dudley, which I don't like. But. I don't really like it either, but we'll see, we'll see what happens once the trade deadline comes around. Yeah, and well, that's, that's exactly my point too. And I had and we we didn't talk about talking about this before we started recording, but I'm going to talk about it. I feel like you can't say let's just play Bender and not give PJ Tucker minutes, as many of you out there have said, right? Because. If P.J. Tucker's a guy that the Suns want to try to move so that they can get some pieces to continue to build this franchise that obviously needs to be rebuilt, then you don't want to bury the dude on the bench and not show off what he's capable of doing like the Suns were able to do when they played the Pelicans and then they played who they played right after? Oh, and they played the Knicks right afterwards and he held Anthony Davis and Carmelo Anthony to like 25 points Way or whatever. Yeah, average. exactly. Like you can't just bury these guys and then bury their draft or draft value, their trade, trade value. And I, I also think that the Suns tried to make a good faith effort to... Good uh, lawyer word. To... Term, not word. Go try on. for a playoff spot. They wanted to like give it a certain amount of time, like rather than going into the season assuming they were going to lose. They're like, okay, we've got some guys in here who are solid players. We can try that are would be valuable to contenders at the very least. So let's try to give it a shot. See what we have. See if we actually can compete. And then. I mean, I don't know why or when the switch maybe finally flipped, but they're like, okay, we don't have a shot. We're it's official. We can't even compete for that eight seed. So now it's time to play the young guys, and that resulted in Bender actually getting minutes, like significant minutes, not just token like when it's a blowout minutes. Um, yes, it came at the expense of Dudley, but I think that. That has to do with the fact that at this point in time, Dudley just signed a contract. He knows his role. He knows he's here to help this team grow up. Whereas PJ and Tyson and even Brandon Knight are all guys who want to be on a winner. Not that everybody doesn't want to be on a winner, but they want to be on a winner now. Particularly PJ and Tyson who don't have many years left. So... Well... Go on, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll 
interject after you're done, which won't be interjecting at all. It'll just be me <laughs> responding. I'm, interject- I'm interjecting now, aren't <laughs> yeah, I? Go sorry. on. You completely ruined my train of thought. But um, <laughs> that's, so all it, that's all it took. <laughs> give those guys minutes. One, they're to try to see if we they have a team that can actually win something, or like try to compete for a playoff spot. And then once it's proven they can't, got to keep the trade value up so we can now that every most everybody's trade eligible, we can get some good value for them as we move forward. Granted, I don't know what the hell those trades are because the Suns are so overloaded at pretty much every spot on the court. Um, well, they're not overloaded because if they were, then they would like be winning a bunch of games and then still have talent. They're overloaded with average players. Oh, that's mean. I mean, if so, they were so, overloaded but, with but, good but, players, but, but, they'd be winning. Oh, if they're overloaded with average players, then anybody on the Suns tradable right now? Anybody? Not anybody. Anybody? No. There's a good chunk of the team that's tradable, yeah. But like, so they're not really overloaded with average players. Well, there's guys who are developing and we're like not to their potential yet, are actually probably below average players right now. There are a bunch of role players. Like, it's basically <laughs> where... We're a team of young guys and role players. We don't have stars. We have potential stars. I feel like I feel like Eric Bledsoe would be offended by that comment. You think Eric Bledsoe's not? Would you say all star material right now? And don't I, and, and don't, if you respond be, yeah. if you respond by, well, the West is loaded with cards. No. I'm twenty five and five. He's like he's one of right. five players in the league. Who's so doing he's that very right. much a star player. He's very much a star player. I mean, he's not going to be an all star because he plays for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. He's not going to be an all-star player because he plays for one of the worst teams in the league. Even if he's putting up those numbers. You want to bet? You want to put a bet wager on that? Sure. What do you, what, what will you do if Eric Bledsoe <laughs> makes the all-star team? <laughs> no, 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 no. This this is the other way. No, 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 no. I've made the offer already. It's too late. You can't go back and, and like not, try to flip it, around. This is not going to be a I do something right. if you win. You're scared. You don't do anything. You're scared. That's fine. I get it. You're scared. I'm not scared, It's but it's got to be a two-way bet this All time. All right. What are you going to do? I don't know. What and are then you I'll reciprocate. No, 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 no. Right. You, you threw the bet out there. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> so... Anyway, you just got done talking about how the Suns have no good players. Is that my I'm just something separate? I'm just saying they're playing the they're playing the guys who they want to possibly be able to trade. Like you said, keep up their trade value. But and Dudley is the guy who he knows his position, knows his role coming in, and he so. probably also has the lowest trade value because there's no there's no there's really not going to be a whole lot of change this is in what Jared Dudley is. Jared Dudley is, frankly, an amazing three-point shooter. Yeah. I mean, he's always been solid, but I feel like he's probably never been top five in the league like he is right now. Maybe that's why they want to maybe, maybe, maybe not play coaches' decisions maybe, in a row. Maybe they keep him on the bench just so he can, like, keep that percentage keep high. Keep it up. So, yeah, maybe there's, <laughs> maybe there's, like, a kicker in his contract for that. Um, but... You know, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with you about the whole concept that well, now they realize they're out of the playoff contention. Because I feel like you know, I don't. A first of all, think that the Suns actually believe they're out of playoff contention, and I'm not saying I think they are. I'm just saying I don't think that they, as a team, would be sitting there or as a franchise, front office or a Watson altogether, will be sitting there right now going, "Well, our season's done. Let's go put in the young guys." I think it's more of what 
I said it was, and that is Earl Watson is going to bring guys like Dragon Bender along slowly because they're so young. They're not quite physically mature enough to play with a lot of these NBA guys. And what, what did Bender did Bender play big minutes last night? I don't think he did. No, he played like twenty seven. He Are just didn't sure? have a lot of stats. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Mm, you look like a question yourself. 85%. Ooh, well, that's not 100. So, but I, I think that we're going to see instances of Dragon Bender still not getting those minutes, and then everyone's going to get all fired up and crazy about it. But guess what, folks? Phoenix Suns fans, I have an announcement. Big news flash. Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, they're going to play plenty throughout the years with the Phoenix Suns. Whether it happens now, at least with Bender, or whether it happens later this year or into next year, it's going to happen. And they are going to become what they're able to become. And we're going to get to watch it, and I'm hoping it's going to be freaking awesome. Okay. Paul, anything else tonight, my friend? Huh, do, we, do we hit everything we want to talk about? Well, we, we I don't really think... got sidetracked on the Isaiah Thomas thing, but... Did we? I, don't oh, yeah. I think that was more the... I think that was more the... Uh, or a Watson thing. <laughs> we started out in Isaiah Thomas. So anyway, anything else, Paul? Paul. Uh, anything no, else? I think it's good, uh, good to be back. It is. Two weeks off. It is good to be back. We will be back again whether you like it or not next week, maybe. Hopefully. Oh, wait, no, I'm out of town. So anyway, you, guys, <laughs> you guys get two more weeks off from us. Um, and as always, feel free to hit either Paul or myself up on Twitter. I am at so says J. I'm at Dervish of Whirl. Dervish of Whirl. Feel free to leave any thoughts, comments, questions, insults, happy comments, smiley faces, whatever, in the comments section at brightsideofthesun.com. And until the next time we're with you all, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening. Adios.